You're listening to. He got you the keys to the range, and the last name's about to change. Now you Miss Simmons got a better living. <laughs> Woo! Good morning, angels. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, angels. So I don't know what day it's going to be when you hear this, because I'm not live. But I do just want to say happy, happy Sunday, okay? So it's Father's Day as well. Happy Father's Day. And that's why I decided to just break very suddenly from my song that I was listening to, which was Let's Get Married by Jagged Edge. I'm on this like retro thing right now with it. And I just love that song so much. And I was way married by the time this song came out. But I was excited for all my non-married friends, you know, to have this at their wedding. You know, let's get married. Let's, you know, let's do this. You know, meet me at the altar with your white dress. So, you know... When I think about fathers, I I think about just strength, you know, support, protection, wisdom and guidance and and playfulness is at an early age that gives way to the warmth that takes away the fear of the father. So, you know, I didn't have a dad. (laughs) I had a stepdad for a minute, you know, for a while, you know, a few years. And, you know, he was young. He luckily was very driven in just being like, I guess he was just old in his ways, you know, except for later he started to act up and, you know, was a cheater, you know, running in my circle when I'd be at clubs, my stepfather's women would be there. But at the same time, he was, you know, not sick. He wasn't weird. I didn't mind being home with him. I didn't feel uncomfortable at home with him. And, um, and you know, he often saved me from, you know, my mom's antics and shenanigans. And, um, and you know, he was just real cool, you know, to have, frankly. And um, when I left to go be with my husband, you know, to move with him forever, you know, 32 years ago, my stepfather, you know, came to my apartment, my mom's apartment, you know, we had left him by then in a hell of bullets, but nonetheless, we had left him. And so now we, you know, I still saw him, you know, and, and as time went by and the heel, wounds were healed with my mom and him, so to speak, you know, I was able to see him, you know, here and there and we'd say hi and exchange warmth, you know, quick conversation or whatever. But, um, you know, we just weren't really close because he wasn't my dad. (laughs) And I remember when I was a little girl, and I've told this story before in one of my podcasts, that when I was little, and um, because he came into my life when we were, when I was seven years old. And thank God for him, frankly, because my brother was horrible. My, you know, it was just a mess. And so he was a real angel to my stepfather. And so, um, yeah, so it was really hard, actually, when my mom and him were going through their thing. And I had to quickly you know, and aggressively take her side, and he was shocked, <laughs> I'm sure he, his face, but that's my mom, you know, so anyway, so I didn't have a dad, but I had a stepdad, you know, there were lots, of, the one thing my stepfather did is he took care of the home, he took care of all the bills, he took care of the home, that's what he did, my mom didn't have to work until she decided she wanted her own money, you know, but um, that was one of the things he did, he, he was a provider, and he was definitely security because I felt very safe having him in my life. Like nobody could play with me. <laughs> and I love that about him. You know, when I was a little girl, you know, he was often with us, you know, I guess because he was kind of young and we didn't realize how young he was. And he was kind of like, you know, 
looking for safety, <laughs> I guess, amongst the youth. Adults were crazy by then. And so us kids, we just loved him. He was like, um, you know, walking with us to the store, you know, we'd be like, oh, and then some guy, you know, he, he stole my bike. Like he tried to take my bike and he scratched my neck trying to take my bike. And we went back home and we told my stepfather what happened. And he came and we put all our bikes away because it was me and my cousins. We were all riding our bikes in the neighborhood. We were old enough to do that, I guess. <laughs> and so this guy, he lived right around the corner. He was trying to take my bike. He was snatching at me, scratch my neck, trying to snatch me off my bike. And so we went back and we told my stepfather, he came back with us around the corner and he went right up to the house and he knocked on the door with all us little girls standing behind him. And, and he, um, the mother came to the door. She's like, yes. And he said, and he said, what's his name? He looked back at us and was like, Cornell. <laughs> and he was like, Cornell here. And he had a Jamaican accent. You know, my stepfather was Jamaican. <laughs> and he's like, Cornell's here. And he was like, they were like, Cornell. And he popped in like the scene from the background. And when my stepfather saw him, because he popped out, like he saw, he saw everybody and he was out because he knew what happened. And so my stepfather immediately pushed the mother by the face, by the side, with the side of his hand. He swished her to the side and went after him, grabbed him and dragged him out the house, slapping him while he was on the floor, slapping him front to back, slapping him front hand, back hand, slapping him. And we were like, we were so happy. And the mother was trying to get him, like, stop him. But we were maniac little kids. We were stopping her, you know. We were like, get away from him. Let him do it. And so, you know, that was that. And so we told her what happened. And he got in trouble. And he went in the house. And then we never had a problem with Cornell again, you know. We never had a problem with Cornell or anybody, <laughs> you know. But um, so, you know, daddies are super important to me, I feel. I feel like daddies are super important. I feel like, um, you know, we oftentimes take daddies for granted in a way because mommies are here, right? And so the daddy feels so disconnected sometimes. And, and so many of them so love that child. Like they love them in their soul. Like that's their baby and they're not able. They just don't have it. The energy, the wickedness, the supremacist wickedness. It's like a religion. White supremacist wickedness is like a religion. It's very powerful. If you don't have your situation up to par, you need to have your spiritual center together, period, against wickedness. It is incredible. I don't know if anybody's ever, like non-black people, have would admit or ex it's express, be able to express what they've experienced in a very, it seems so clean, so nice, so shiny. Everybody's laughing and smiling, but it's just, not for you. <laughs> the smiles are not for you, buddy. And so the thing is, is that it just is hard, right? So supremacy is really, really huge. And it doesn't want the black family, okay? And it doesn't want people to have their daddies around. The black family is incredibly powerful. I feel like, frankly, my family, my husband and our children, you know, nuclear family are almost like a study. I know we're watched because we've experienced this hacker thing where he can see in our home and see everything about our lives. You know, now they get the technology is as such that they can actually hear everything that goes on your phone. The reason why you can, can't take the battery out anymore is because people could do that to keep them from being able to listen like a radio to a radio 
on your phone. Google it. <laughs> you know, um, GQ magazine did a whole expose on it. Google it. It's called, they called it gang stalking and all the things that come with it. And that's what I was experiencing, a gang of crazy people stalking us. And it's all good because God is so good. You know, when you come for me, you might as well do as it said, tie the heaviest rock to your foot and cast yourself into the deepest ocean because your days are numbered as you know them. You may not be taken off the planet, but you you definitely will change. Your life will change. So, you know, back to daddies. I clearly didn't have a daddy. I would have loved a daddy. My cousins used to leave every weekend and holidays to go be with their dad's family and to be with their dad. And, and I was never jealous of that. Actually, I just know that I wish I could have done that. Like, I wish I did have a dad, you know. So it's Father's Day, and I just want to say, I don't want mommies who gave birth. You decided. You decided to have a baby with this man. And it's only the ones that really want to be with these babies are being punished for not having, you know, the means. They, they most likely told you they weren't ready. Or you just went and did it on your own because you were like, it's my body. I'm pregnant. I'm just going to do this. I just want women to really think a little further and deeper about, you know, um, what they're doing in regards to having babies before they get married. And yeah, marriages end, but there's something spiritual. And I feel like it's a spiritual protection on getting, frankly, even conceiving, you know, while you're married. I feel like it just adds an added value to the life of the child. You know, you're already together and you're making it in 1000% love. There is no question here. You know, you know, if you want it or not, not everybody who gets married wants a child right away. We know that. But I just know that there's a lot of children being born to people who didn't want them because they just weren't ready. You know, people do want to be ready. It's a huge responsibility. You know, some people want to rush into things because they had an easy life. And their parents made it look easy. They didn't, you know, put the same protection on their kids. They didn't, you know, do certain things, you know. So life seems so easy parenting. When in reality, it's very, very, very difficult. Parenting is very difficult. And, and anybody who's doing it right or trying their best to anyway will tell you the truth. And so as we watch the way humans have come out, and they're so annoying, that we need to be able to, like, parent them, right? But can I please tell you, anybody listening to me who is, like, you know, has a, a father for their child, but he's not able to pay for things, and, and he thinks that he has to have stuff when he comes to see the child because he's not really paying child support because he just doesn't have it. And some fathers end up having job problems because... They can't, they don't have enough like degree stuff or experience to get a really great job to be able to afford the cost of taking 25% of your salary or whatever it is. And so now they don't even have a living wage after, you know, and mommies are like, well, me either. But sometimes mommies get the um, social services help that the daddy's not getting one part of, right? But now he's like, F it, I'd rather not have a job. So you can't garnish my pay 
that I'm barely getting and barely able to live a life. Well, you shouldn't have that child. He did it. <laughs> she did it, right? It's a luxury, frankly, to have your father around. It's a luxury to have a man that wants to be a father, you know, that is doing it. So if you have one of those and you're using that child as a weapon, please don't do that anymore. You're hurting the child and we can't get these years back. Those are years we cannot get back at all. So, you know, daddies are important, right? So then at the same time for the daddy who is like, you know, he's staying back and he's just life is so hard for him and, you know, he's sad in his heart because he, you know, wants to be there and he just feels like he doesn't have enough, you know, prom, he couldn't afford to get the stuff, but you can do something. There's something you can do. You know, it's just about love. We see so many fathers that are on the bus or on the train holding a dress with a bag, you know, in a bag for the daughter. And, and, and she, it's a dress. Like I saw this video and it was like, this daddy got this dress. He like, he showed up, you know, at the, where the girl was or whatever. And when she saw the dress, the way she hugged him, it just makes me so emotional. So, you know, I have a daddy for my kids. And I, I brag about him all the time. And I'm not ever bragging about him to make other people feel bad. And I, you know, I recognize that it could. But I want to inspire daddies to look at him and see he doesn't. My husband has a blue collar job. He has the best hobbies, right? I didn't marry him for his job. I married him for his hobbies and the fact that he's awesome. You know, I love him. And, you know, it got real touch and go financially when we had kids and he wanted me to be home with them and we had to sacrifice a lot and then you know we had a lot of different challenges over the 30 years and then the 27 years of being parents but he is the goat period that is who he is and so um when we look back at the things like his just his commitment was unprecedented my husband's commitment to parenthood and, and I really love that, that he was so committed. I'm so appreciative. I mean, from the moment that I became pregnant, and we weren't planning on it, but it was definitely done in real love. We loved each other. We were planning a marriage. Like, we were planning, like, literally planning my wedding and our wedding. And, um, and I got pregnant. And so, you know, I believe in the right to choose. I believe in it. It's my body. I can do what I want. Not everything is from God, you know? And so, becoming a father, Rory, I remember he was, he was excited, and Rory's 11 years older than me, so, um, you know, I was 23, you know, and he was 34. And so to me, I guess it was time for him, you know, <laughs> and so we decided to do that. And, and he was just such a best friend. You know, it was very difficult. To, I got a terrible doctor, right? So it was just a difficult process, but he was there. There was never a question of me being alone, doing it alone. You know, I did have concerns about ultimately being a single parent because of his hobbies. You know, one of his hobbies was very dangerous, you know, he's a hang glider pilot. And so that became very concerning. You know, I just didn't want to do it by myself. And so he did not make me. Aaron is 27 years old. 
our daughter, I had a 30 and he was 41. She is going to be 21 this summer. So we pretty much have done that. And God is great and he was amazing. And just when I look back, he, the honors, like, he's just, it was so amazing. And, and now, like, I was thinking last night when I was thinking about him in the Father's Day situation, I was thinking to myself, the crazy thing is, is that I've also watched the levels because, you know, it was easy to love children. Like they say, it's easy. Everybody loves a kitten, but not everyone loves a cat, my brother used to say. And that's why so many animals ended up in the shelter at adult ages because people would grab them as a kitten. But once they hit adult age, they were no longer so cute, right? And that's the same with a baby. You know, they're so cute. But, you know, we hung in there and Rory hung in there. And um, as an adult, like watching these, like I remember watching like my son go into like different ages. And now he's a grown man. Like my husband had brothers. He grew up with brothers that were very um, invasive in his privacy as far as like, you know, his belongings. You know, they didn't have regard for his things and he's just became like my husband when I met him he used to be the person I would stab your hand with a fork if you tried to put your hand in his plate period he ate with his arms around himself like he had been in president never he was in the military but it wasn't from the military it was actually from his you know situation with him and his brothers you know so you know the funny thing is is that he had to watch this young man, like he had to adjust himself and I had to help him adjust himself to my son becoming a teenager in his home and his just like to what he saw as disrespect. I'd remind him, that's your baby, that's your best friend, you know? And so he had to adjust to that. And so I had to remind him, you got to do stuff with him like he used to, you know, he'll feel bad. And so he had to do that. And then it was like, as he got older and he was doing more things with his friends and stuff, and he'd be like, you're good with money, you know, you go with this. So then he was adjusting with that, right? Um, he was taking them, like teaching them to drive. He, I was, it was very distressful. And so for me, my husband's an adventurer. He loves um, sports like that are scary <laughs> and, you know, hobbies that are like a little nervous. So he likes adrenaline rushes and things like that. So having the kids teach him to drive on the highway was not scary for him. Right. And so there was just so many things. And so being a father is a blessing. Being a father is an honor. Being a father is also um, it's also a blessing to others watching it, a good father, just, it's fulfilling. And I wish I could say more, but I'm, you know, I'm almost to my journey. And I just want to say that, you know, it's Father's Day, honor a father. You know, if you are a father or you have a father and you haven't talked to your father because, oh, he wasn't there for me, you know, every day's a new beginning. You know, he maybe he wasn't meant to be there during that time because he didn't have spiritually that thing to offer you that could bless your life but now his wisdom and his support and that is your dad could be a very huge blessing for you I never knew my dad I never met him I don't know him you know um, there's a name on my birth certificate I looked for him but I never found him and there are people that were very mean about it so I stopped looking and so I just don't have a dad I never had one 
you know, so God giving me a husband that is an excellent father is a blessing. So if you are a father, make your way to your children, find a way, get your mom, your sister, somebody to communicate with the mother to help you see that child because they will be blessed by you. And when you're with them, all it takes, like, you know, there's Dollar Tree, you know, you can get little things. You have no idea how much little things matter to children. You know, yes, they have things that they ask for and you don't have to go kill somebody or rob a store or anything like that to freaking, you know, to do that, you know, to get them something. But, you know, just be a loving father. Just be there. You know, love selfies outside. Doesn't cost anything to go to the park. The park is amazing. Just get a couple of snacks, stretch them out over the course of your week or weekends and see your kids. Okay. Love you. Happy Father's Day. Peace.